Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk a little bit more about virtual ministries. Last week, of course, uh, in place of our regular Peter study, we did a discussion, the pros and the cons of doing a ministry virtually. And it was in this case, we did that because the state where we usually run that camp in does not allow overnight camps this year because of who knows why, you know. Uh, but the reality of it is that uh, when you only have the option of virtual, then you absolutely want to use virtual. But right now we're in a case where the science can be manipulated to say any point that we want to possibly say. And in the midst of doing all of that, we have to stand up and, and make some bold declarations. I appreciate my church that stands up and says we are going to meet and we are going to have church services as people are, are comfortable to do so. We have split. Some of our services are online. Some of our services are meeting in person because we understand the importance of meeting together as a body. Not just, hey, we can all be here at the same time through a virtual virtualization inside of our computer screens while we sit at home. And there's a lot of push right now to get that to be the thing to do. Several very large, prominent, and influential preachers are simply declaring, oh, no church for the rest of 2021. Literally, these are churches that by the time they actually go back and meet in church, it will have been a year since people have actually met together as the body of Christ. And that is a bad thing. That really, truly is a bad thing. And we're starting to see a lot more churches that are towing the party line rather than standing up, boldly proclaiming, we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear. Okay, God didn't give us a spirit of timidity and all that. But the at, at the end point, here's a discussion I was having with somebody. Um, you know, if it's your time to leave the earth, there is nothing you're going to do to stay here longer. If it is not your time to leave the earth, there's nothing you can do to expedite that process. God is sovereign and in control. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that God is nowhere? Like God is just taking a break. He's vanished in the midst of all of this and we're just left as our own to do our own things. Stop believing that. Of course, we have to go back and revisit the section of scripture from Hebrews chapter 10. And uh, the specific verse we're going to be looking at is verse 25, but it, it goes up in that, that paragraph, that thought starts in verse 19. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is his flesh. And since we have had a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and to good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, the day drawing near at the very end of that, that's a fitting phrase. That is the end times. The end times are upon us, folks. The end times are upon us. The question that we are going to have in the midst of these end times 
is are we actually going to draw nearer to Christ? Are we going to encourage people to draw nearer to Christ? And in the midst of drawing nearer to Christ like this, are we going to gather together? Now, there's various verses about this. I've used this verse in here to mention that, you know, this does not necessarily explicitly say you have to go to your Sunday morning church worship. I believe that this is a, a broader application. Any gathering of the brethren, which can even indeed include an online gathering in places where that is required. Well before this COVID nonsense, I have had a distance Bible study that I would call in on the phone. And sometimes it's very good and very stimulating and holds your attention. And other times you're busy doing other things when you probably should be paying a little bit more attention. Doing things that you wouldn't be doing if you're in the room together. And that's kind of important. But what I wanted to mention here is that wherever it is possible, we need to actually really meet together directly. Um, I want to draw your attention to some sections here in James. Near the end of the book of James is kind of giving us some some thoughts here. Is uh, James chapter 5, starting in verse 13. Uh, let's go ahead and do, let's just go ahead and do 13 to 18. Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured forth rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Okay, so we see in this section here, th there is this importance of calling together the elders. There's this importance of praying together in a group. There is an importance, this verse doesn't cover it, but other verses, laying your hands on uh, in prayer. And you might have seen something like that, a, a deeper, you know, uh, prayer session. You might lay hands on someone who is sick and pray for healing in that manner. All of these are things that we can't do in this modern view. And the reason I want to mention all this today is because we are starting to have this crazy and weird situation right now where we are, we're starting to see a time when state governors and legislators, and usually it's more governors than legislators, are coming down and they're forbidding certain churches from opening. They're forbidding singing in churches. They're putting undue burdens on the churches. Meanwhile, you can go to many of the bars and other places without a whole lot more restriction. Of course, even that's getting more and more and more restricted for a virus that really doesn't kill a lot of people. It's kind of crazy. And before no, I've actually gone to the CDC and looked at the statistics. I encourage you to do the same. Okay. Um, an older person with a lot of health conditions has some things to worry about. The rest of us, not really. Not really. Um, and those are the things to, to think about. We are having our religious freedom stripped away. And as long as we're going to sit there and yes, sir, yes, Mr. Governor. And these are people that do not respect our faith. They're people who do not respect our, you know, our practice of Christianity because they're not putting similar restrictions on every religion, just on certain religions. In New York, Muslims are free to worship how they see fit. Jews and the Christians have a lot more restrictions. Very interesting. And so 
as we're starting to see these types of things come up, we have to take a little bit bolder of a stand. We have to meet together. We have to get together and pray and worship and bring glory to God, not be stricken by fear. And I see a lot of fear. I'm seeing a lot of fear right now. We are not given a spirit of fear and timidity, is what Paul tells Timothy. We are given truth and power and grace. Okay? We are not to walk around afraid. We know where we're going. Don't worry about it. Our task is to preach the gospel and to come together and to worship God. Am I a grandmother killer? No, I'm not. Okay? We need to take some small precautions here and there, but this is not nearly as bad as everyone's trying to say it is. Here's the perspective. Go in and actually look at the data from your health departments, whatever state you are. It paints a very different picture than what you're hearing on the 9 o'clock news. And that's significant. That's very significant because, because what the media is trying to do, best case scenario, they're just trying to make ratings and sell, sell clicks and you get a lot more money for ad revenue when you do a sensational story that everybody's dying and so you click on it and you read the details. Worst case, it is a deeper, bigger, more nefarious plan. Which one is it? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But I want to say, do not have a spirit of fear and timidity. Do not forsake the gathering of the brethren. Meet together, whether that's in your churches, whether that's in your small groups. Meet together in person to pray and to study and to worship our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.